Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We appreciate you joining us here. Thank you so much. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Now, Brad just did this before we started this bit that we did when we were on WBT when we were making fun of Ed Schultz because uh, we had done the Rush Limbaugh thing and they were like, well, you know, we should probably throw a bone to the conservatives. And we, so I did a, a character called Big Fat Ed who sounded a lot like me, right? Would you say that, that Big Fat Ed was 99% me? If, like it would, it if would you be- don't, if, if you'll pardon me and not take this personally. Everything you do sounds like you, <laughs> that, but that's, a, that's a compliment to your immense ability to produce the material, the writing, the comedy to supersede I, the quality, as opposed to say someone great like Rich Little. <laughs> I, I, I was just saying this to someone that uh, I see on a regular basis. The other night, well, it sounds just like me. And I was remembering when we saw now Washington commanders coach. Uh, Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera, the former Carolina Panthers coach. Yeah. And he, he came to a remote that, uh, it was John Hancock's thing, but we were there as well, piggybacking. And, it and, sh- and it was in Charlotte. And, and coach comes up and he goes, Hey, who does Big Fat Ed? <laughs> For, you know, I, I, we have to say that Ed Schultz was, uh, a liberal talk show host yeah. and he had a gig on MSNBC for about four or five years. They fired him and then he died. Okay. <laughs> And that was and, he, and and big fat Ed sounded like this. So it was just it was me. It was and, and Coach Rivera goes, "Hey, who does big fat Ed?" Oh. <laughs> Clearly, me. But that, okay, it's fine. I'll, it's me, Coach. It's. Uh, I always thought that that was funny. That that was because the the Dan Rather sounded like me. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was the one that probably didn't sound like me, and maybe Strom. Those two, you could say, well, I, I, I don't know who does those. Those are a little, but the other ones, yeah, you're right. They sounded a lot like me. Like me. <laughs> All right. Since, yeah. since you went there, yeah, I'm going to go all the way there. And again, please, I want you to forgive me, but yeah. I'm working for you. Yes. Last night, I got word that Trump was yakking oh. down in Florida. God bless and, you. And by the way, th- now it, it's not even where he flies out of Florida to go do a rally somewhere in yeah. Texas or Michigan, wherever we would go. Now he stays close by, although he probably has to travel in his airplane to go from Palm Beach to West Palm Beach. It's a long it's a long flight. <laughs> Plus, there's poor people and there's black people. You don't want to go through that. You got to fly over it. That's what you want right. to do if you're Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> and it's something called the 47 Club. You get it? 47. He would be the 40. Uh, hilarious. But it's it's literally called the 47 Fan Club. They don't hide it anymore. Yeah. So Trump can be assured that when he goes to a 47 Fan Club, uh, meeting or gathering he'll have well at least 47 fans who love everything he's saying and i only caught about 20 25 minutes of it the last 20 25 minutes uh but that was that was enough for me because uh again the inability to hold a thought for more than five seconds without completely losing 
your ability to speak or think or continue to transmission about what you're saying, to understand what you it's just incredible. I, I would never I would never try to read the transcript exactly of what he said because it would hurt. Uh, but since you brought up uh, Rush, yeah, Rush lived right around there, right? Yeah. Here you go. Tonight, this is Trump. I think we got him. Oh, you actually have audio. I think we have audio. All right. Stand by. Keeping terrorists and terrorist sympathizers out of America, the Biden administration is inviting them in. You know why? Because he's got a boss. Who's his boss? Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein. Barack Hussein Obama. You hear that okay? I can hear it great. Is that something sure we got Max. Remember the great Rush Limbaugh? Barack Hussein Obama. Here you go, Barack Hussein Obama. Hello, Lee. Unbelievably, the corrupt. Did you see? Right in the middle. He, he what was that? Points at them and say, hello, Lee. Oh, this reminds me of those. It doesn't matter, Britt. It does not matter. This reminds me of those fat Elvis performance, the the uh, the audio of those things where he'll just go off on a tangent about <laughs> about shit like fighting Bruce Lee or some shit like right in the middle of the show. Goddamn, honey. 15 seconds to go. Biden Department of Justice recently invited an Iranian-backed judge from Iraq to visit our nation's capital. Isn't that nice? He couldn't have been too impressed with our capital. It looks like shit. What was this? No, have you seen what they've done to It's it's just beyond description. And there's probably twenty-five more of those little snippets that are that are out there. You know the guys that collect them, uh Filipowski and uh, Yeah. Somebody with the name ACYN, they, we could run this all day and you'd lose your mind thinking that anyone seriously follows this guy. But they do. This, this but is they the do. narrative in Trump world is that Joe Biden is uh, he gets on the phone and Barack Obama tells him what to do every day. Is that what is that part of the deal? Oh, you don't think that's true? <laughs> 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 Joe, Joe Biden rolls out of bed, and if Barack Obama doesn't tell him to go take a shit, he just shits right there in the bed. There's, right. there, it's it, like it wasn't Heard. that long ago that Obama was back in the White House. Really, actually, I think for the first time during Biden's presidency. But you know, that was a ruse. That was to make you think that Obama isn't the the mastermind of uh, all things. And uh, do you recall what his middle name is? Yeah, Again, yeah. Little Rush. What is it? What is it? Who's Barack Hussein Obama? Hussein. Yeah. Which he got from like some. There was some kids group singing a song, and of course, Rush referenced it forever. And you know, it's it's the same shit. It was just so random. But did you now? Did you get to the part that to me that's not even the most random shit. Although that oh, in and of itself, oh. what the what the hell was the shit about Netanyahu? Why why is he lashing out just randomly at Netanyahu? What what is that? Uh, well, let's see. Here you go. Yeah, help me. He claimed, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, that 
when it was time to uh, take out General Soleimani, yeah. he said this, I'll never forget that B.B. Netanyahu let us down. It was a very terrible thing. I'll say that. We did the job ourselves, but it was absolute precision, magnificent, beautiful job. And then B.B. tried to take credit for it. That didn't make me feel too good, but that's all right. Don't, he does that all the time. When something bugs the shit out of him, he always punctuated with, oh, but that's all right. <laughs> that's another one of his tells. That is funny. Um, and remember, who is the king of taking credit for things that he had nothing to do with? Who's the king of that? His name is Trump, right? <laughs> exactly. So what better thing to do? I can't. He's turning Netanyahu into this sympathetic character, this great guy. Uh, it's enough to just say, all right, the baggage that Netanyahu carries with him is enough to sink an airliner if you packed it all in there. Yeah, that that's true. But this is this is probably not the time to pile on him specifically over your petty grievance from five years ago over something that you say was completely and totally successfully carried out this yeah. is not that time oh but that's okay it, you know, he, 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 he. and then he uh he so attacks horrible. He's so horrible. he attacks then yahoo for not being ready for the terrorist attacks uh, from hamas of course well remember the bottom line on this is and he said it many times many ways not merry christmas to you but if i were president None of this would ever happen. Yeah, I've heard no, that, but to right, specifically right. to specifically blame Netanyahu, I don't know if you're but getting that from the the squad. It. I don't. You've heard that, but you you don't hear the brand new versions of the same thing day after day after. No, day. no. Um, I, and, I do. And why would that. you? Why would anyone? Because you don't. You don't anyone? land on a destination. It's just the journey through the madness, and it's ever evolving. And it, it's just, I I don't you don't, I don't even think you're hearing. I mean, there's some hardcore folks out there that are not saying it's Netanyahu's fault, and that's essentially what he said. He's basically blaming Netanyahu for the whole for the whole thing, and it's kind of like that's that's rough because I thought I thought you were boys. If I may use the the current link, I thought y'all were boys, man. Netanyahu well, look, your, had your back okay. the whole time. No, see, you could make and can make and probably should make an argument that because of the strife and the divisions that Netanyahu has brought to Israel since him becoming prime minister again, including the attempt to essentially neuter the entire judiciary and pal up with the far right in Israel, which caused the military, the well-respected best of the best military in Israel to all say, not all of them, but many of them, tens of thousands of them, to say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it becomes much more difficult to carry out your primary mission, which is to keep the country safe. You can have that discussion, but it's not around that Netanyahu didn't do what you, Trump, wanted him to do five years ago, and he spurned you. That's not the same discussion, and, and Trump would never talk about what I just did because he's doing the same thing and would be doing it even to a greater extent should he become 
the president of the United States. He's already screwed up our judiciary. He's already screwed up our Supreme Court. He's already promised to unleash a brand new Justice Department after I fired everybody there to go after everybody that's ever looked at him sideways. Yeah. So he can't talk about Netanyahu, who is doing that or has been doing that up until the last few days when suddenly it became critical. And to Netanyahu's credit, said, I need everybody's help. We need a unity government. We need everybody rowing in the same direction. And he's at least got that. That doesn't appear able to uh, to to be on the table here in the United States at this level. We haven't been victims of a terrorist attack for 22, 23 years, but we have a Republican Party that certainly would not be interested in, they don't even have a unity conference. They don't even have a unity party. They can't figure out who the F is going to run their party and be their Speaker of the House. They got nobody. They got nobody. And uh, so... Does Netanyahu get any kind of a pass for his past performances and the things that he's being charged? No, no. But this is about survival. This is about Israel on the ropes. And you're either with them or you're not with them. Mm -hmm. But you can be with them and uh, politically criticize them. But there's all that th- about time and place. Time, and yeah, place. yeah, yeah. Timing Not- is everything. Yeah, timing is a big and, deal. You know, we joke about the too soon. Yeah, yeah this is a little too soon, right Way now. Too soon. Well, it just, too, it's just—it's just so bizarre. And 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 when this is all over, uh, you just wonder if BB's going to go back to kissing his ass like he has been for years. You know, your, your boy in the middle of a war decided that you were a piece of shit. I mean, yeah, you can I, spin I it any way so you want to. Uh, well, and this kind of probably stokes Trump. Joe Biden is getting universal praise for things he has said the last few days and said again today through uh, Secretary of State Blinken. We got your back. We're with you. As long as the United States is around, you're going to be around and we're going to do what we need to do to to help you out and to think that the anti-ukraine pro-putin therefore pro-hamas faction of our government those are called republicans and the far 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 left of the democratic party uh to to think that at this moment they see that as an opportunity to cut off ukraine and let them twist in the wind and be taken over by Putin and Russia is so beyond the pale. It's so, yeah, this is how we're going to balance our budget, Brit. If we just stop giving aid to those two countries, right? All right. We have to pick one. We have to pick. It's a Sophie's choice. One or the other, which one, which one? All right. We love ourselves some Israel. Cause you know, we're the, we're the evangelical Christian nationalist whack jobs of the United States government. And yeah, we do like Israel for that. Okay. All right. Israel fine. But Ukraine, no, nah, no, nah. never liked them really from the beginning. Never liked them. And this is our chance to, 
to try to screw them up. I think it's horrible. Yeah. I think it's horrible. Um, with that being said, let me th- throw out a uh, a full-blown hypothetical. A full, this is just so unprovable. But you can already see the anger building up and the attacks on Israel building up as they bomb and an apparent ground invasion could occur how they're going to do this house to house finding thing i don't i don't know um but the moral equivalence card the whataboutism card the both sidesism card is getting starker and starker each day because you know and I know, and as Bob Dole used to say, and the American people know, that's right, and the world knows that there are going to be Palestinian civilians who will die. They will die in probably large numbers. They're probably dying right now because Israel has cut off all the utilities. No electricity, no water, no nothing. They're starving them out. Um, I haven't seen anybody make the comparison to what Russia does when they come in and flatten cities like they've done in Ukraine, like they did in Chechnya, and that's not what Israel is doing, but their statement is very simple. Release the hostages, the Israelis, the Americans, there's probably some other nationalities. Let them go under humanitarian circumstances, and the humanitarian aid will begin to immediately flow back to Gaza. And the word proportionality is hanging over everybody's head. And here we go. If more civilians die in Gaza than died during the terrorist attacks last weekend, well, then we really know who the bad guy is, don't we? Yeah. Israel was just looking for an excuse to kill Palestine, right? They were just well, looking for an excuse. And boy, did they ever get it. Yeah. And it wasn't our fault that they got it. They did it to themselves. You, you can see it coming a mile away. You can see it. If the technology of today at any level had existed during World War II, when the Allies firebombed, oh, Dresden and Germany, Tokyo, I don't think anybody ever has an actual death count on the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions who died as we tried to bring japan to heal near the end of the war and they wouldn't give in they wouldn't give in so harry truman decided all right check these out i got a couple a couple bombs here they're really big and so the atomic bombs dropped and another couple hundred thousand people were killed okay we give up end of war no moss had there been had there been social media had there been everyone with a camera in their pocket had there been that during the fire bombings of of Europe or or Japan could we have done what we did to protect ourselves and the free world from the march of fascism nazism it's an interesting thought from the axis powers and and because you know whatever is going on in gaza it's it's going to be ugly whatever happened over the weekend it's unspeakable whatever now to be fair 
at the same time, if we would have had social media to show us what was happening in the concentration camps. Well, you know, that's fair, too. That is absolutely of fair. Eastern Europe. Then yeah. because remember, so many people didn't know or they were blind to it on purpose. They were intentionally blind. And, and this is just a this is just an exercise in, in thought. It proves nothing. Um, but the terrorists of Hamas and surely Hezbollah, and, you know, ISIS back in the old days, you know, when they would cut people's heads off, which is happening now, videos. by the way, it's yeah. happening now too. Yeah. Uh, babies, babies, yeah. plural. Right. Right. Um, I don't want to use the word sophisticated. Mm hmm. Because this isn't sophisticated stuff, but it's uh, it's Genghis Khan barbarism. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. The John Kerry pronunciation. Yes, Genghis Khan. Oh, some things you just can't give up. 2004. Hello. Yeah. I just uh, I just wonder. I just wonder whether we're doing ourselves in. Well. In so many ways. Well, the mis you're seeing misinformation and disinformation on social media at, I think this is a much greater level than the presidential campaigns oh. that we've seen in the past. Absolutely. No. And those no. were, by the way, pretty high, pretty high levels of bullshit. I mean, they were way up there. Yeah, but this remember, is, every time, yeah. every time the, the calendar moves on, yeah. the, the next group of liars learns yeah. from the previous group, and then they learn how to avoid, and they... Uh, you know, I think we talked about this on the previous podcast. The Europeans are are up Facebook and X's Twitter's ass in saying you got to police the misinformation. And I'm not making an excuse, particularly for Facebook, but there's no they could have a million people looking at everything and they wouldn't catch. Oh no, no, the yeah, the oh my god, the snakes are everywhere. Oh my god, and they they yeah. work from. They work from Africa and they work from, uh, as you say, Eastern Europe, and they work from Asia and all over the world, putting out the bullshit, churning it out. Uh, and I'll give you uh, on my Facebook feed, some guy named Kevin from Charlotte. <laughs> I won't Sounds, say legitimate. Sounds legitimate. Sounds <laughs> legitimate. I won't say his last name, even though it's uh, identical to a man who kind of Tried to be a Jackie Gleason kind of Kevin on a lot of sitcoms. He's a funny guy. I won't say his last name. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. And uh, it's a meme. Mm -hmm. And it's why would anyone ever need an AR-15? And it's uh, two pictures of about 20, 25 people parachuting down yeah. over the tops of some houses. There's a palm tree. Now, the assumption here is you're supposed to believe that this is authentic yeah. photography yeah. of the terrorist. I have no idea where the picture came from. I have no attribution on it. And uh, this is all about, and didn't we mention this yesterday or the day before I'm waiting for, or did I just send you guys a message? I'm waiting for somebody to play the gun control card. Yeah, you did send and, it. Yeah, that was a preemptive. Uh, was a preemptive. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. going to happen. So here's an example of it. And uh, Israel has some pretty tight gun control 
uh, laws for, for private citizens. But obviously, the since uh, just about everybody who's an adult was a member of the military and uh, they're able to defend themselves pretty well. And Israel, I believe, has about 30 to 40 murders a year. And even adjusting for the size of the populations, yeah. that's not very many. Not many. Uh, so, of course, the the uh, the overarching argument is if those people at that rave, the big uh, dance part, if they all were armed with AR-15s while they were dancing, uh, they could have protected themselves when a surprise terrorist attack by people for whose lives yeah. exist in order to kill Jews. If those babies, many, if those right. babies would have just been able to have guns, Brad. Boomo, boomo, boomo. And so there it was. So they're, they're playing the card. And uh, while you're at it, why don't you go back and lie about uh, the Jews in Europe in the 1940s? who just laid there while the Germans took them away because they had no guns. Because that's the first thing Hitler did. Yeah. It's terrorism. It has nothing to... Yeah. You know, those people in the Twin Towers on 9-11, if they would have just had guns. If they would have. Yep, it would have been, been... But no, New York, liberal New York, you know, they've got you, those gun laws. Especially, Brit, especially the people like on the 110th floor because they could have just gone to the roof as the planes were coming in and shot those planes out of the sky. Tell you something, those guys in Vegas at that country concert with Jason Aldean, if they would have just had guns, if they would have just had guns, they would have been able to take that guy out. Um, let me, let me pivot to this for a moment. And we haven't talked about him in a while. So I, again, I like to think that everybody listens to every episode of the Brad and Brit cast. Some of you may not know about this gentleman that I'm talking about, and I'm using the term gentleman, uh, sarcastically. Mark Robinson is our lieutenant governor, and he is a complete right-wing piece of shit. He's running for the office of governor. Hang, um, on, hang on. Hold on. Hold on a second. I got it. I got it. Yeah, no, you should. Please watch that out. Uh, this is a story that just happened today. Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson today declared North Carolina solidarity with Israel Week and an upcoming statewide day of prayer to support Israel amongst its new conflict with Hamas. Now, if you put a period on the story right there, you're thinking, well, that's great. What a good thing for the lieutenant governor to do. He should. Yeah, can I ask a question? question? Yeah. Does the, does the lieutenant governor of North Carolina have the no uh, right? No. To declare something no. like that? No, he doesn't. Okay. It's it, it's it's very similar to um, the morning zoo declaring it National Donut Day, which apparently is caught on like mad. Uh, you no, know? no, no, Britt. It's it's like your official weather station. Your official weather station. Or which is it? Is it uh, Fox Eight here? Your official NFL channel. <laughs> it's your official home of the Carolina Panthers, or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, NFL football. Continuing on with the story from uh, WRAL in Charlotte. <laughs> There's another callback. Mister Robinson drew sharp criticism from Democrats and Republican opponents who pointed to Robinson's history of making anti-Semitic remarks. Although Robinson downplayed those statements as simply. Poorly worded. Let me skip back here to what we're talking about here. <laughs> oh, oh, good one, sir. <laughs> let me he uh let me let me get down to the, what he's actually said because on on one particular uh, Facebook post he called the um, Holocaust hogwash H O G W A S H and then he questioned the number of Jews that were killed in the Holocaust. So he's a bit of a minimizer or a Holocaust denier. 
Uh, here it is. Robinson, in a past Facebook post, called the reports of the Holocaust hogwash. In a separate 2017 post, he implied that the widely accepted figure of 6 million Jews killed by the Nazis is, is false. In 2019, Robinson went on a podcast hosted by an alleged cult leader, and it wasn't even a, a, a Donald Trump podcast, when he, where he endorsed the host's conspiracy theory that Jewish bankers, Brad, Jewish bankers are one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, along with Muslims, China, and the CIA. I might mm -hmm. add, for those of you who are outside of North Carolina, Mark Robinson is the front runner for the GOP nomination, for the Republican nomination for governor. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but wasn't it about six months ago with that story of him being sued by a guy who was his landlord That's the one. about 15 years ago, and the landlord the was a Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's an old man now. He's, he's well into his 80s. And Robinson's defense, of course, had a nice little thread through it of, of anti-Semitism because the guy was still going after the money all these years later. And you know, Britt, that's what they do. They never give up on it. And, and <laughs> I think we were saying, well, now Robinson's the lieutenant governor. He makes good money. He's He's been solvent for many, many years. You would think a normal person would just square it away, Yeah, uh, put in a tip. Okay. It's two grand. We're talking about two grand that he owes the guy. Yeah. And he makes like uh, he makes like 158 or something like that. He makes like, you know, six figures. But see, Britt, uh, um, I'm going to forget everything we've just said for the last three minutes and and do a little schooling for you here because uh, the likely Democratic nominee for governor in this state is who? Josh, Josh. Stein. Who is, he's our current attorney general. Right. And uh, yes, he's Jewish, Josh Stein. He would and be. So our Mark Robinson has kicked his ass <laughs> by getting out there in front. Yeah, and showing his solidarity. Who's the real Jew here? Israel. Who's, Who's the real supporter Jew? of Israel? Exactly. Why hasn't Why hasn't Josh Stein suggested this before? Oh wait, I'm sorry. He's the Attorney General. No Attorney General would try to Bigfoot their own governor and do something like that. But just like with Trump, it's not about what you do. It's about giving the appearance of doing something as we celebrate the uh, 914th Infrastructure Week from the Trump administration that got all these highways rebuilt and the bridges put back together and the airports refurbished, refurbished. Wow. Mark Robinson. Nice job. Nice job. Way to, way to jump on the bandwagon there, buddy. It's the bare minimum. He's he's a horrid, horrid human being, and he's fooling See, no one with this. And here, again, I I hope he's not listening because I'm I'm going to give him yeah. a great idea here. Instead of doing that, what he should say is that the Jewish communities of North Carolina should be respected should have all the security that they need in the places of worship. And everyone in North Carolina should have their back and also Israel's back. That's what I, you know, you, you should localize it. You should make it so that, but of course, he's not going to do that. He's not he's fooling not anybody. If he gets more than three votes from Jewish people in this state, 
somebody needs to have their head examined. I mean, I swear to God, uh, he ain't uh, fooling don't, nobody. Don't say that. You, I'm afraid there is. You know. You know. That's, that's one of the things that I love so much. Nobody calls out. Uh, I love when, when Jews call out other Jews for being dumb. You're so stupid. You're just so stupid. And it's it's. It's a self-correcting device that allows those people, your people, Brad, to have persevered low these many years through all of the awful things. This this self-correcting device where you call each other out on being dumb as shit. It's funny. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I'm laughing too. (laughs) But yeah, you're not. It's there's a lot of people who who should be shutting the fuck up right now, and they just can't do it for whatever reason they just can't for and it's it's bizarre it's just it's wild it really really is i i have a lot of sympathy obviously for um the palestinian folks that are being killed right now it's horrible and it happens in war but my you know i'm my sympathies lie with israel because they've this is the attack that's been happening ever since their inception. And there's nothing that Hamas is doing that is helpful in any way to the Palestinian cause. You, you have to see that. If you can't see that, I don't see how we have a baseline for having a discussion. Well, could we, uh, this is a stretch. This is a painful analogy. Is Hamas to the Palestinian people what Trump is to the Republican Party, and secondarily to the United States of America, not helpful, yeah. destructive, pretending that he's helping his people, they are helping their people, but are basically the seed of destruction for the very thing that they purport to want and remember it's all about getting you to hate the other side more and more and what's the difference between these two what is the difference well and if you want to take it even further particularly with some of the leaders who have uh you know been out there trying to saying that they have palestine's the palestinians backs meanwhile they shuck and jive and grab a lot of money from people while the palestinians themselves live in absolute abject poverty there you go there's another one yeah i mean there's <laughs> it's not a perfect analogy but damn oh, wait, it, wait, wait. yeah it's not a perfect analogy because probably the leaders of hamas really are rich <laughs> I, forgot. I don't know if they're out there selling uh mugshot t-shirts or shit like that i don't know if they're out there doing that on their website but you know yeah i i hope th- i don't mean this this i think to a lot of people who said this one feels different in a lot of ways, because it's just, uh, it's hard to see an end to this and it's hard to see a peace and it's hard to, it, it just, it hurts your heart. It takes your breath away to see what is going on. A lot of us over the years, because of just the existential threat that Israel has faced ever since its inception, we kind of, well, you know, it's dangerous to live over there and they get attacked from time to time and there's suicide bombers here and there, but this is so the scale of this is so awful. Well, uh, do you remember when they were bombing buses? Remember yeah. the bus 
bombings in yeah in i guess jerusalem they did i think they did some in tel aviv for it was a couple years long campaign in uh, the year 2000 2001 2002 and the technique was you bomb a bus and then when the ambulances show up and the police show up you come in with a second wave of bombing to kill more people right because you know they're going to be there right and clearly the israelis are hip to the idea that whatever happened last weekend could be the biggest trap that's ever been set because they knew going in that there would be retaliation to what level they don't know but uh do they have the infrastructure to prepare to defend themselves against the firepower of uh arguably maybe the uh second third or fourth most powerful army in the world in spite of its size israel because you know we've been giving them aid for decades military aid for decades and it's going somewhere and a lot of it goes to weaponry right and i just hope that down the line we're not arguing over the fact that it didn't matter how much hardware israel has versus the the personal enmity that an entire subset of Palestinians has for Israel to the point where they were willing to launch this attack knowing it would kill their their own people, but they didn't care, and they knew they were going to be outgunned and outmanned in the end by the Israeli army, but they didn't care. They just wanted to make a kill-the-Jews statement yeah. over a few days and you know what that's just good enough for us uh, that'll, yeah. that'll that'll i i would hate that we're going to be looking at it this way i mean because uh, i mean think of vietnam yeah. right and the the ratio of a uh, firepower that we used dropping bombs on vietnam was i don't know it was like a thousand to one compared to what it, it didn't matter in the end we lost um that's what i'm afraid of that you you can't go in and and turn gaza into a parking lot you can't do it that way you can't do the scorched earth general sherman kind of attack I mean, these people are guerrillas, as in guerrilla warfare, and they're good yeah. at it. Yeah. And so I wouldn't for anything want to be the Israeli commanders and the Israeli politicians who have to make these decisions because you're already seeing the, the pictures of the hospitals that have run out of everything. It's just horrible that are being brought. I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's already here we go. It's heartbreaking. I know, well, but God damn it. It wouldn't be happening if, and, yeah. uh, I know, you know, Brit, when you're, when your brother would bug you and your <laughs> mom, he started it. Well, you know what? You were right. He did start it. And, and if mom would say, it doesn't matter that he started it. You can't do. No, this is, this is war. And that's not, that's not fair. Cause 
I have two brothers, so I have because <laughs> I used to start it on my younger brother, and I'd get it from my older brothers. Right, so. you just passed it down. It's the cycle as, of as violence. you can tell. I have middle child syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah. I, I, and I, I know that there's always when this comes up. Well, you know, if if we hadn't done this in the first place, if Truman hadn't done this after World War II, it doesn't. Yeah, it, if there was no happen. Israel, this wouldn't have happened, Britt. We're, it doesn't matter if we didn't take that exit and end up in the desert, we wouldn't be fucked right now. But guess what? We're in the desert and we're fucked. We, you, you have to deal with what the reality is right now. And this is the reality you have terrorists uh, that are trying to destroy and murder as many of, you know, people in a nation that's been a, st- a steadfast ally of the United States. They've well, been- don't you think it's a certain level? This is all right. Let's go study the most abhorrent things that yeah. the Nazis did. Now, we don't have the scale, we don't have the money, we don't have the land, we don't have the infrastructure, we don't have the concentration. We'll just take their greatest hits. (laughs) Exactly. We will take the most horrible things that that you can imagine and invoke in the minds of Jews in Israel and around the world that you can stop saying never again because guess what? Again. Again. Yeah. And we did it. Yay. We did it to them. Is it any more? Is it any more complex than that? No, it's Nazism on a budget. I mean, I think that's that's essentially I think you you nailed it. That's essentially what it is. You take their greatest hits and then you have uh, in some ways what the Nazis didn't have and all the way around. You have the proximity thing where you can just, well, we can just step over here and we can kill a lot of people really quickly. And then we continue to kill a lot of people like really quickly. Yeah, I think that's that's the point. Um, yeah. I don't really do you, do you. I don't really have a criticism of the media coverage. I think the media coverage that I've seen so far has been spot on, with nobody getting out over their skis or anything like that. I, I think CNN is proving once again why CNN is a very powerful brand, and they they've had some really excellent coverage. Unfortunately, some of that's put a lot of their reporters in really jeopardous situations. Uh, but yeah, as far as the media goes per se, with the exception of Fox News, where the people are running their mouths and you know doing whatever they do. <laughs> well, that's over there. It's it's mostly Biden's fault. This is all Joe Biden. Yes, even though that's not. I don't think that's got a lot of traction among the American people. I think even even Greg Gutfeld, when uh, Biden made the speech a couple of days ago, was like, "Well, that was pretty good." That was, I'm, I got to give Biden credit. Well, he gives Biden credit for nothing for breathing. Even even Gutfeld had to go. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. He pretty much nailed that. But it's a different landscape than it was twenty years ago or thirty years ago in previous major Gulf War actions. In that, you know what? Most people don't watch CNN or MSNBC or Fox. People don't watch cable news to get their information and the people who are the most likely to be troublemakers, they definitely are not watching the information be sifted and called for them by professionals in journalism. That's not where they're getting it, Britt. They're getting it from stupid Facebook posts like the one that, that I just uh, looked at. That's a pretty mild one. Comparatively speaking, it's not that big of a deal, but, um, It's just not the same. I mean, I'm I'm trying to limit all of my TV watching 
of this war because first of all, obviously it, it's very repetitive. Yeah. It yeah. moves slowly. You know, yeah. you keep seeing the same uh, video package that you saw, you know, four hours ago. You can't watch that over and again. So, so it's a, for me, it's more efficient and it's more trustworthy to read um, what I believe to be trustworthy uh, players on uh, on the internet, the major newspapers of of the world. I was looking at uh, Haaretz in uh, Israel today, and uh, as always, it's amazing how much they pay attention to domestic American politics, how well versed <laughs> they are in it. It is amazing to me. Yeah. Oh, and but by the way, before we go, can we just say a prayer? A moment of silence for Bob Medendez. <laughs> they just they just they just piled on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got him infracting as a foreign agent, him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh now four counts are hanging over him from his relationship with Egyptian officials. And first it was about what the cash, the gold, the car. Now, and remember, this guy's the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. Well, he was, which means he probably has the the second level of access to all of our secrets. Now, of course, you, you can always trust your president with uh, important secrets, right? Of you can course. always do that. Always, yeah. <laughs> um. So he he knew everything was given access to everything. Um, the charge accuses him of conspiring to secretly act on behalf of the Egyptian government, and uh, there are a bunch of aspects of it. You can read about that yourself. But uh, if, if I'm Bob Menendez, uh, I'd, I'd ask to just go into the room with the with the forty five on the on the counter there. <laughs> take care of business because you're done <laughs> you're through we haven't even we haven't even gotten to talk about a uh, poor steve scalise who uh, doesn't have the votes to become speaker <laughs> you know what that's why we're not talking about because i don't care about steve scalise <laughs> we talk about does. internal politics in the united states they go well the republicans uh, nominated him out of conference and they did but they didn't bring the no, vote to the floor no, no but they know that around the rest of the world here we don't care. We just want to make sure we have tickets to the Taylor Swift movie. Oh, okay. It's huge. Big That's tomorrow. All we care about. Big tomorrow. Huge deal. It's going to be there. 